Hi, this is Joshua Schmidt coming back to you with another episode of the Nerd Assassin podcast. On this uh, Financial Friday series, we're going through a journey through the foundations of economics, starting with The Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. Today we're looking at Chapter 3, which is titled, That the Division of Labor is Limited by the Extent of the Market. I think Adam Smith's biggest claim on this chapter is that the division of labor is directly correlated and proportional to the size of a market. The size of the market being the limiting factor to a division of of labor. So if you look at a really small market, a person can't dedicate himself to one thing because even though he can get extremely good at it, like let's say he's making nails and making tons of nails, there's not enough people in the town for him to trade with that want nails. So he could make 4,000 in a day, but they might not need 4,000 a year in that small town. So he's, if his market is small, he can't divide his labor that, that much. And even there's some professions that Adam Smith talks about that can only exist in a big city. For example, cities in his day and age had a porter which is somebody who opens and closes the gate for people coming in. And you can't have that in a small village. That can only, only can, it, can you have somebody that specialized in a great city. And so what you end up seeing is in these scarcely populated places, people need to work on a number of different skills. So he talks about the highlands of Scotland. There, a farmer needs to also be a butcher, a baker, and a brewer for his own family. He doesn't have the baker that he can go and buy his bread from in the morning. That has to be done in the home. Or in a small town, you if you are good at working with wood, you're not going to only be the carpenter that's cutting up wood. You're also going to be the joiner, the cabinet maker. You're going to make carts and wagon wheels and wagons. Or let's say you're good at working with metal. You're good at working with iron. You can't only make nails, you'll end up making all the different types of horseshoes and anything that anyone needs with iron. So in previous chapters, we've seen that the division of labor leads to a more advanced civilization. So here we'll start seeing Adam Smith build on what comes in earlier chapters. So if you haven't looked at episode one and two of these series, go back and look at those to see the proof that the division of labor leads to a more advanced society. But the one of the proofs that he has for the size of the market being correlated is you tend to see the biggest cities, the biggest towns with the most specialization near waterways. So in his day and age, a wagon can take about four tons of goods and that would use two men and eight horses. So you have to pay you know, the maintenance on all these men and horses and goods. Whereas a ship, you can use around six to eight men and you can bring 200 tons of good. So if you look at the correlation between them, in order for you to move the same amount of goods over land that you can on one ship, you would need 100 men, 400 horses, and 50 wagons, which then you need to pay the maintenance, make a profit on all these men and all these horses and all these wagons, all the repairs for all of those travel um, 
the other part that may make a ship more expensive is you're going to have to insure it. So you have a little higher risk on the seas. If that goes down, you're going to lose all 200 tons of good. But even then, it's way cheaper to move stuff on the water. So if you look at where it's more expensive travel, where it can only travel over the land, your goods per weight need to be a lot greater. Because if you have something that takes up a lot of room and a lot of weight on your wagon, you're not going to be able to pay all these men and horses. So the only thing that would travel and be traded by land were really expensive things. You know, precious metals, for example, jewelry. You wouldn't see, like, bread get transferred from city to city, which is why you don't see the specializations of butchers and bakers and brewers. And eventually, if the good per weight is significantly large, it becomes prohibitive to travel it over land because you're going to get hit by robbers. So you have this balance of making sure that it is expensive enough that it's worth paying all these men, but not too expensive that the insurance risk just goes out and over. The one example um, is if you're tra trading, right now there's a lot of trade in Adam Smith's time between London and Calcutta. London being in England and Calcutta being in India. And if you had to travel this over land, there's no way. There was no trade until we had these water routes to go around. Another proof that we have that the size of the market limits the division of labor is a, a land-bound country always lags behind its neighbors because there's no one to trade with other than their neighbors. If you're on the water, you could send ships out to other nations. But if you're the one country inland, you're only going to be able to trade with your neighbors, which are going to be the person on the water. So they're necessarily always going to be ahead of you economically. They're always going to be more advanced to you. So building on top of that, the first countries that we saw grow to prominence were along the Mediterranean because the Mediterranean Sea doesn't have a lot of waves. It's not really affected by tides and currents other than the waves of the wind. So even in primitive times, people were able to travel along these cities between islands to islands and were sheltered from the elements. So you have these countries along the seas, and among those, Egypt was one of the most advanced. And one of the reasons that they were able to become the most advanced is they have the Nile River. So in northern Egypt, you would see the best cities be right along the river. And then it has this super widespread inland series of canals and inlets that come and all flow into the Nile. So you end up even inland having a lot of advanced society because they're able to trade out to the Mediterranean super easily. Another example of this, another, and you can see it as an early civilized country, is Bengal and eastern China. They have this network of rivers to make it easy to change easy to trade between cities. Now you could try to argue that the reason that these cities were becoming advanced faster was just because they were on water. It had nothing to do with making their market size bigger. But Adam Smith counters that point by giving some counterexamples. So if you look at Africa, Africa has a lot of great rivers, but they're not close enough to make any good inland navigation. So you didn't see in Western Africa, 
the countries advance as quickly as Egypt, for example. Or if you go to northern China, they have a lot of water, but it's frozen, so you, and there are far distances to connect. So you end up not having as much wealth in northern China as you see with eastern China during these times. Another counterexample that you have is I could be along a river, but if that river doesn't lead to a great lake or a great ocean without going through another country, it ends up doing that country no good because the other country could easily obstruct me from travel by cutting that off. And then even looking at the Northern American colonies, all the plantations during Adam Smith's time were all along waterways. They didn't really grow inland at all. So all this to say that your amount of division of labor leads to a more advanced society and we see the greatest division of labor in the most advanced societies where their market size is the biggest along waterways in great cities compared to the country. So next week we're going to look at the origin of money and how money is a necessity for bartering and trading goods. So Tune in next week. If you want to follow me, look for The Nerd Assassin on Twitter or LinkedIn. Have a good day, guys.